WFYI podcast brought to you by Bloomington, Indiana, an American college town offering food and drink, college sports, outdoor activities, live music, cool art, and good times daily. Everyone is welcome in Bloomington. More information at visitbloomington.com. We're going to take a trip right now. Like we always do about this time. This is a journey into sound. I'm Kyle Long from Nouveau News Weekly, and you're tuned in to Cultural Manifesto. My guest tonight is percussionist Ian Chang. Ian is best known for his work with the group Sun Lux, but tonight we'll be focusing on Ian's debut solo EP, Spiritual Leader. And Ian will tell us how a new music technology called sensory percussion shaped the composition of Spiritual Leader. And later on in the broadcast, we'll revisit some classic Indianapolis funk and soul music with Herman Slaughter of the legendary Indianapolis vocal group, Words of Wisdom. Before I welcome Ian Chang onto the show, let's listen to an example of Ian's work with Sun Lux. From their 2016 EP, Stranger Forms, this is Sun Lux with Cage of Bones. I'm Kyle Long, and you're listening to Cultural Manifesto made possible in part by the Indianapolis Foundation, celebrating over 100 years of service.
listening to Cultural Manifesto. We just heard Cage of Bones by Sunlux. And that track featured our guest tonight, Ian Chang, on drums. And Ian Chang joins us tonight via telephone to tell us about his debut solo EP, Spiritual Leader. Let's join my conversation with Ian Chang. Yeah, and thank you so much for speaking with us today, Ian. Totally. Yeah, you've been part of several different groups, like Father Figures and Body Language. You're probably best known for your work with the group Sunlux, but today we're going to be talking about your debut solo EP, Spiritual Leader. And uh, you have a really rich background in percussion. You've studied classical and jazz percussion. You've played in rock bands and electronic music projects. And as I was listening to Spiritual Leader, it struck me that these different aspects of your background have really coalesced in, in a unique way on this project. So I'm excited to learn a little bit more about your background and share this music with our listeners. Thank you. Yeah, it sounds like sounds like you did some uh, did some research. <laughs> <laughs> Always try to do a little bit. Yeah. That's and cool. speaking of that, I understand you started drumming. Is this correct? At age nine, you started studying classical music percussion. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I was playing some drum set at the time, but I was like more heavily sort of study i would say i was like studying classical percussion but like i was always a little bit more interested in rocking out especially at that age you know sure so that was something maybe your parents kind of pushed you towards or were you just really so consumed with drumming you were just kind of pursuing every angle i think it was a mix of both of those things and also just it was sort of like like growing up in hong kong and like studying music there's sort of like a a track that you can do that on and and um i was kind of on that track like sort of studying percussion uh like classical classically and um there's a these like royal academy like tests that you take it's like this whole thing and i was kind of wrapped up in in that like the academic aspect of learning music yeah so yeah there was a stronger system in place there for young kids who are interested in, in seriously studying music in hong kong yeah 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 and were either of your parents musicians or anyone in your your young life that kind of influenced this, or was just this just an internal thing you kind of gravitated to? I think it was just an internal thing I gravitated to. I was always like the kid who was tapping on stuff, and um, yeah, because my parents um, don't play music, and nor do nor do they like list like it wasn't like music was playing around the house all the time or anything like that. So I didn't really have. I know I feel like you talked to a 
a lot of musicians and you get that sort of backstory. But um, I think they, they were more, they were sort of interested and I was fortunate enough that they pushed me to sort of like take piano lessons and take percussion lessons and stuff to, as just sort of like um, part of uh, trying to raise me as like a well-rounded kid. And uh, what they ended up with, with was like a pretty not well-rounded kid. He just got really into music. <laughs> And as I mentioned, you have this great background of studying uh, classical drumming, and, and you later went on to pursue a jazz studies degree at NYU. And you mentioned you had an interest in rocking out, too, on the drums. But I'm curious if there was a, a particular point that electronic music influences started entering into your playing, or, or was that something that was always kind of an undercurrent of your musical consciousness, electronic music? I think it was always an undercurrent. Um, I weirdly went through sort of like a trance like pop trance kind of phase when I was like nine so I think a lot of the and I hadn't really thought about it too much but at the time because I was just like this is nice I like this song I like this tune or whatever but I think a lot of those sounds and a lot of the gestures that come with electronic music and the alienation that can come with that type of palette when you're not like connecting every sound to like a physical instrument that was something that was like pretty normal to me uh from pretty early on uh and actually i think like the first piece of music i ever wrote when i was about like nine or ten ish was on my grandma's like casio or maybe it was a yamaha like keyboard that had had you know you press the button it starts like a beat and you like play i remember i like came up with this thing that like had a form and stuff i was like oh this is like a thing and that was like i guess totally electronic in a way <laughs> so it was always kind of around but i didn't really really get to um do it in any professional capacity until i started playing with body language yeah. so you were experimenting with composing music in a sense outside of just you know playing on a kit at a, at a very early age too yeah i was uh the, the thing that i mentioned to you like that i was doing weird like sort of keyboard songs and and also like writing random little things on the piano and that was also around the time i was like learning to sort of uh figure out how to play stuff by ear um on the piano and um and then i got really into songwriting actually all through high school like really heavily and then for some reason that like just kind of left me um in college a bit but then it's always sort of there when i'm working with other projects and stuff but i used to like kind of like have a mole skin and like write like songs and stuff <laughs> i don't really do that anymore but okay yeah. <laughs> and and as i mentioned you studied uh you you pursued a jazz degree at nyu and mm-hmm. the music on uh, Spiritual Leader doesn't have that kind of fixed metronome quality that a lot of like kind mm-hmm. of cliche electronic dance music might have. I'm curious mm-hmm. what uh, influence studying jazz drumming had has on your music making today, because there is kind of an improvisational feel to some of the things mm-hmm. you're doing on Spiritual Leader. Yeah, I think, um, you know, leading up to prior to doing my own solo project, I was working with a lot of different musicians like you mentioned and playing a lot of bands and getting really good at doing the sideman thing and I was kind of collecting in my mind and kind of taking note of the things that I really gravitate towards and the things that I love and one thing that like I felt 
was always kind of missing with a lot of different sort of uh, more song or pop oriented projects is like the element of improvisation, which I think is a shame. And like in general, I, with what you can find in music nowadays, and there's so much of it and there's so much good stuff, but like improvisation is not a big part of the way that people make music anymore. Um, and in school, you know, I really fell in love with improvising almost like as a concept more, more so than even idiomatically like what jazz was or anything, but I just loved kind of the act of creating something on the spot. And I also really love watching people do that and like seeing that happen and listening to that. Also, there's like a certain kind of um, intangible quality to it that um, I think is powerful. And, and I don't know, I really wanted to incorporate that into um, my solo project and I've kind of found a way through like certain technologies to do that in a way that didn't really sacrifice sort of the sound design element of it, which was the other thing I was kind of delving deep into. Yeah. Yeah. And and we're going to jump into your debut EP spiritual leader in just a moment and talk about some of those things. And uh, before we do that, I wanted to ask about one of your influences or someone that I read perhaps was an influence. And I think to some degree, the music on spiritual leader is kind of exploring how to better develop the element of human touch and human, you know, on an instrument and electronic music. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and there's a hip hop producer who I think his music kind of in in maybe a less sophisticated way embodies that kind of human element in the creation of electronic music. And this man's music has touched people in a lot of different spectrums of music making. Uh, JD, Jay Dilla, am I correct that that's someone who kind of has had some kind of influence on the music you make or the way your, your approach to drumming, is that correct? Absolutely, and I think that uh, he his influences in the past, I don't know, it's kind of always been super strong in the hip-hop world, and I think it's like, it's funny to see how these things bloom in culture, but he's like, at least like amongst like drummers and a lot of producers, like everyone's like copying his stuff these days, and it's great to see because I, I love his music so much, and, um, and it, it is sort of... Um, what he kind of brought um, to the forefront was the way he was making beats, definitely sort of uh, questioning sort of the, um, or not questioning, but just bringing something else to the table that's like a little more slippery, a little less gridded. And um, I don't know, I'm, I've definitely spent a lot of time with, with him. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not personally, but his music, you know what I mean? Yeah. And one thing that really fascinates me about your approach to, to playing the drum kit is your ability to interpret uh, techniques of, of producers like JD and techniques that other electronic music producers use. Was that something you started kind of fooling around with at a young age, trying to like figure out on the kit how to, how to reproduce some of those sounds? I think that actually mostly probably took place in college. Um, I was kind of... Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't a super conscious effort. Like now that I've sort of figured out a few things about that type of drumming and like sort of imitating some of those like gestures and techniques, um, I've like since been able to kind of like retroactively uh, figure out how to communicate. For example, there have like there have been people who have 
approached me about taking a lesson or um, trying to pick my brain about how I approach those things. And I remember the first time someone did, I was just like, I don't really know. I just like played along those records a lot. Um, but retroactively, I've been able to kind of figure out like pinpoint certain things that like were important in developing uh, the language that I use uh, a lot now. Um, so yeah, it was sort of uh, half intentional, half osmosis, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> And Ian, I want to jump into your new EP. It's your solo debut EP, Spiritual Leader, which is uh, being released, I believe, on September 22nd on okay. Kowloon Records. Is that right, Kowloon? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and in the press notes for Spiritual Leader, they describe the project as exploring the relationship between human and machine, and that's done in part through the use of sensory percussion, a music technology that translates live drumming into sample-based sounds. And am I correct that this uh, music technology, sensory percussion, has like strongly influenced the creation of this EP and, and just your work in general? Oh, absolutely. Um, it was sort of the key to the door like I didn't really um I think for for several years um I had been interested in making my own music but didn't really know how to approach it um and when sensory percussion sort of started coming about and I'm I'm good friends with the inventor and developer and like the whole team and we we he he kind of had me on board beta testing early on and um sort of the more I got into it, the more I realized that this was sort of like the way in which I wanted to make uh, my own music just because it's it's so hard to just sit down on a computer and like make music when you don't have either a set of limitations that you know you want to work within or like a certain kind of like, I don't know, when there's no focus, it's easy to just like make a bunch of stuff, but it doesn't really... Uh, feel like anything real but it, with with this technology it kind of gave me a way to approach making a solo record that i like felt very excited about yeah and just to dive a little deeper into what sensory percussion is i think most people are probably familiar with the concept of like drum pads electronic drum pads where you hit the pad and it makes a noise but this is a project that's kind of trying to create a more refined version of of that system totally. and, and really map the drum head in a way to kind of like really have this kind of precise sort of textural response to how you're physically interacting with the drum itself is that right did i totally butcher that or how would you describe no, it no 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 i mean there there's yeah, that's, that's totally right. So it's a machine learning software that um, basically you can teach it to understand the way you personally hit uh, a drum. And there's 10 different mappable sort of types of hits per drum, which is kind of crazy. And uh, But the thing that's the most revolutionary to me about it is that it's not just, um, you know, like most sample pads or drum triggers, it's like you hit this part, and you get sample A, you hit this part, you get sample B, you hit this part, you get sample C. And that's kind of how most things have worked up until now. And with sensory percussion, um, it kind of, you can blend between different samples. So let's say I, I map sample A, let's say there's a dog bark on the center of the drum, and I map like a cat meow on the edge of the head. Um, as I move from the center to the edge, you can set it so that it blends so that as you move to the edge, a dark bark kind of fades out and the cat meow fades in, which means 
every hit is like a different makeup of it kind of it basically being able to do that. And I know that that's getting really technical, but in a more sort of a, a better a sort of less technical way to describe it is that it, it gives the drum a, a way of interpreting an electronic environment that feels very um, kind of organic in the sense that uh, no two hits are like exactly the same. It's kind of like the way an acoustic drum is, you know. Sure. And we're going to listen to, I want to play right now the title track of the EP, Spiritual Leader, and maybe tell us like kind of how that technology is kind of crafting the sounds we're going to hear. Yeah. So uh, most of what this song is, is like, and this is one of my earlier sort of explorations using sensor percussion. It's just um, a lot of people are going to hear sort of a snare drum that's getting pitched up and down and that's being controlled by me. Like the the further I move in one direction on the head, the the higher the pitch is and the other direction is lower. Um, And then there's also some sort of really manipulated vocal samples that are happening and uh, also some really manipulated kind of like orchestral like flute samples as well. Um, and it, it's sort of an environment I created and there's like a lot of stuff happening, but at the same time, not that much. And I think that's like a big thing with this project that I love is that like because it's all tethered to me drumming, it's kind of uh, pretty minimal. Um, and I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's listen. This is Ian Chang with Spiritual Leader.
I'm Kyle Long, and you're listening to Cultural Manifesto. My guest tonight is percussionist Ian Chang. Ian is best known for his work with the group Sunlux, but tonight we're talking about Ian's debut solo EP, Spiritual Leader. And that EP is scheduled for a September 22nd release on Kowloon Records. But you can pre-order Spiritual Leader now on Ian's Bandcamp page at ianyhchang.bandcamp.com. Let's return to my conversation with Ian Chang. And Ian, the next track I wanted to play, this was one of my favorite tracks on the EP, and I believe uh, the pronunciation is Gu Zheng, which is yeah, a, a, a traditional Chinese zither instrument, and it's traditionally mm-hmm. used you know, to make this very melodic kind of music. But on this track, you really, I felt like, emphasized the percussive nature of that sound. Could you talk to us? Is that a, is that a live Gu Zheng you're using, or is that part of this uh, sensory percussion sampling uh, well, it's a sample of a live Gujang, um, and uh, it's, I mean, I, 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 was, I was kind of exploring, yeah, I wasn't trying to make anything particularly melodic. That was also, that's also another sort of earlier one that I came up with, and um, I basically, you know, I usually start, and this is kind of goes for any of the songs, um, I usually start with a sound that I'm excited about, uh, playing using drums, you know, kind of using the physicality of drums to express a certain sound. And uh, Gujang was one of those instruments that I like wanted to check out. And I kind of grabbed a bunch of samples and mapped them around the kit and then just started tinkering from there. And um, I don't know, it's hard to say. It kind of just like, usually like how it goes and it definitely was the case for this song is like, I get the things mapped onto the drums in a certain way that I feel uh, excited about and I feel like I can express myself. And then I usually just go and like play around with it for a while and then I find certain themes that I can kind of string together um, in an improvisational way. And that's basically how that one came about. Yeah. Sure. Let's listen off his new EP, Spiritual Leader. This is Ian Chang with Gu Zheng.
I'm Kyle Long, and you're listening to Cultural Manifesto. My guest tonight is percussionist Ian Chang. Ian is best known for his work with the group Sunlux, but tonight we're talking about Ian's debut solo EP, Spiritual Leader. And that EP is scheduled for a September 22nd release on Kowloon Records. But you can pre-order Spiritual Leader now on Ian's Bandcamp page at ianyhchang.bandcamp.com. Let's return to my conversation with Ian Chang. And Ian, um, another sam- uh, track I wanted to play and get your take on, it's a really amazing track that has a great build-up, a uh, quarry. Is that right, quarry? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quarry. Quarry, excuse me. Yeah. Quarry. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> quarry is um, almost, let me think about this for a second. It's it's mostly made up of organ samples. Um, like, a, a, I think it's like a Hammond B3 organ mm. sample. Um, and, you know, I take a b- bunch of different notes, map them in different parts of the drums. Um, and then there's also these really haunting kind of choral sounding chords and but they're not a choir at all those are all samples of bowed cowbell hmm. um and i like kind of stack them to make these really freaking like freaky sounding chords and uh and then what else there's also a there's a weird kind of like banjo-y sounding thing but that's just like a manipulated guitar um loop and i don't know the way i came up with that one similar it's like i kind of map these things in a way that fell right in my head and I was trying to find uh, some themes and actually that one in particular I play it a little bit more similarly every time than I do some of the other songs uh, because there's like some very specific things that happen and some specific kind of polyrhythmic shifts that happen that I try to kind of express every time yeah off his new EP Spiritual Leader this is Ian Chang with Quarry
I'm Kyle Long, and you're listening to Cultural Manifesto. My guest tonight is percussionist Ian Chang. Ian is best known for his work with the group Sunlux, but tonight we're talking about Ian's debut solo EP, Spiritual Leader. And that EP is scheduled for a September 22nd release on Kowloon Records. But you can pre-order Spiritual Leader now on Ian's Bandcamp page at ianyhchang.bandcamp.com. Let's return to my conversation with Ian Chang. And Ian, I know this fall you're preparing for a tour, and you have a few dates here in the Midwest. And I'm curious uh, kind of what your live show looks like. Is it is it you on the kit kind of triggering these samples live? Do you have a group? Kind of walk us through what people will see if they come check out your live show this fall. Gotcha. So I guess one important thing to mention uh, is that uh, what you'll see at the live show is exactly how I recorded the album. So um, there was sort of a group of limitations that I set on myself with making this EP that was kind of geared towards me exploring this technology and uh, trying to find like a bunch of different things I can do with it. And that was that the main, basically the limitation is that every track is a through take with no overdubs and no edits of me playing a kit that's like hooked up to sensory percussion so what you'll see when i play live is me doing exactly what i did when i did when i did like 20 or so takes of each thing you know um and kind of just um you could expect some of it to sound familiar and some of it to sound different um because especially once i'm out on the road i imagine that the way i play these songs will develop um and so I'll have uh, a bunch of lights, some, some of which can change colors and stuff and can move around. And I'm working on that currently, actually, right now, basically making it so that the lights, the lights and the sound and everything is just coming from drums. And um, there's no, like, programming that, like, really happens. It's all very consequential and risky, <laughs> I guess. Um, and yeah, and so like the light thing is like sort of the new frontier for me. It's pretty fun. Like I can like, for example, be like, oh, when I hit this sound, then I can make the lights turn left, or I can make it turn purple, or I can make it flash, or I can, you know, what I mean. And and there's like ways I'm figuring out how to do that now. So the live show should be uh, me playing just what looks like a drum set, but it's actually all kind of silent mesh heads on them with these sensors hooked up to them, so it's like completely electronic. And then I'll have some lights around me that are also being controlled by me and I'll be performing everything sort of at once uh, coming from just drum hits. Yeah. yeah, that sounds amazing. Sort of like what, uh, similar to what we see in the video for Spiritual Leader, kind of like in that yeah, vein. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in that vein, except um, I'm not doing projections quite yet um, and I got some cooler lights that change colors so it's not just <laughs> flashing white. And like my goal too, I'm trying to figure out ways to make it so it's not like a strobe fest the entire time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't want to kind of you know make tire tire people out on that one idea so there's, there's other ways i can i'm going to be able to use the lights to create some variation and i'm really excited about it yeah. 
Yeah. And Ian, the, the EP Spiritual Leader is coming out September 22nd on Kowloon Records. You can go to kowloon-records.com for more information. That's K-O-W-L-O-O-N. And Ian, you have a Bandcamp page where people can also purchase this music. It's ianyhchang.bandcamp.com. That's ianyhchang.bandcamp.com. And Ian, we're going to wrap up here with the track Inhaler. Anything you want to say about this before we listen? Uh, this one is um, kind of based around my friend Kristen Slip's uh, voice and I kind of went and sampled her doing a bunch of really weird things with her voice. Um, and Inhaler is kind of the, that's that's the result of that line of experimentation. <laughs> Ian, I really love the EP and I'm excited about what you're doing and excited to see the live show. So thank you so much for taking time to break all this down for us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kyle.
I'm Kyle Long, and you're listening to Cultural Manifesto. We just heard the track Inhaler from Ian Chang's debut solo EP, Spiritual Leader. And many thanks to Ian Chang for joining us tonight. Right now, I want to share a brief segment I recorded with Herman Slaughter of the legendary Indianapolis vocal group Words of Wisdom. If you caught my interview with Kenny Babyface Edmonds a couple weeks ago, you might remember hearing Babyface praising the words of wisdom. Oh, they were they were like superstars to us at that point. We were like, oh my God, it's words of wisdom. They had already made it. They were who we were trying to be. Herman Slaughter is the subject of my column in this week's edition of Nouveau News Weekly. So you can check out Nouveau.net to read all about Herman's work with the words of wisdom. Words of Wisdom recorded for the Indianapolis soul label, Lamp Records. And right now, we're going to revisit a segment I recorded with Herman for WFYI's Art of the Matter. In this clip, we'll hear Herman talking about Lamp Records and some of the groups that recorded for the label. I'm Kyle Long from Cultural Manifesto. I'm here with a legendary member of the Indianapolis music community, Herman Slaughter. Herman, thank you for being here. Thank you. Herman was a member of the fantastic Indianapolis vocal group Words of Wisdom back in the early 70s, right? Yes. And you recorded a, a great 45 RPM release for Lamp Records, which was kind of like the, a miniature version of Motown right here in Indianapolis. And you're going to share with us uh, some memories about five groups, your group and four of your fellow groups that recorded for Lamp. But up first, give us a few thoughts on your, your group, Words of Wisdom. Well, the Words of Wisdom evolved... It kept, it kept changing, and that was our longevity. And we just, uh, we believed in having males and females. That way we appealed to both audiences, and, and everybody loved it. It was a lot of fun. You made a great record, and we're going to listen to a little clip of it now. Herman, another group you mentioned you want to talk about from uh, the Lamp days is maybe my favorite group that recorded for Lamp, Amnesty. This yeah. is a powerful group, right? Yes, they uh, they were a very strong, strong group, and I, I looked up to them uh, for a long time, and then later on had an opportunity to go on the road with them. They were, uh, they were a little ahead of their time, too. They were better than the material that they could... They, they could write. And maybe this group is tied with Amnesty as my favorite group. The other group we're going to talk about is the Ebony Rhythm Band. And, and Lester Johnson has been on this show before, and they were also a tremendous funk group, right? Yes. Yeah. Another, uh, in fact, uh, they, they, they basically were the rhythm section for... Lamp. Yeah. Uh, just like uh, Motown ahead is. Yeah, regular. Funk Brothers, yeah. Yeah. The Vanguards are another amazing group, probably the biggest group that contributed to Lamp. Yeah. And did you ever play with the Vanguards? No. No. The Vanguards are a little ahead of my time, but. Uh, they were my idols, 
What was it about their sound that hit you? They were trained. They were really polished vocalists. They, they were trained. They all graduated Christmas addicts. Yeah. They all were in the choir. Okay. And, and they were breaking in a new style of music. They could, they could have held their own with platters or anybody else. group we're going to talk about from the Lamp Records days, Calvin and Allison Turner, who were part of the Turner Brothers, and they were from Kokomo or Anderson, is that right? They were from uh, Anderson. Anderson. They were yes. from Anderson. And these guys had a long stretch of activity and really talented. Tell us about Allison and Calvin Turner. There wasn't much going on in, in Anderson, so they would come down here and recruit other members and, and, and come down here and practice, and they were from a professional community, so they had their own equipment. So they were able to contribute. So they, they came down here and played with some groups and then they started their own. I think eventually they, they were always a, a religious group of guys and they, they really went off into gospel music, I believe. Yeah, but they recorded some great secular music while they were oh, yes. <laughs> at it. And Herman, you now you're working behind the scenes in music, right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the organizations you're part of today and how folks can look them up online. Uh, Kids Intervention Incorporated, you'll be seeing more and more uh, presence in the coming months. It promotes the education and uh, the independent music industry, showing the careers that uh, young people could get interested in and actually be doing uh, while they're in high school. By the time they're out, it might help put them to college. Remind us again one more time what their name is. Kids Intervention Incorporated. And if they go, if people go on Google and type in Kids Intervention Incorporated, they'll find more information about the organization? Yes, they will. Right. Thank you, Herman. Appreciate it. That was Herman Slaughter of the Indianapolis vocal group Words of Wisdom. You can check out my full interview with Herman in this week's edition of Nouveau News Weekly. I want to end tonight's show with music from the Indianapolis Afro-pop band Sweet Poison Victim. You can catch Sweet Poison Victim live this Saturday night, August 12th, at Pioneer in Fountain Square. The experimental jazz hip-hop group DAM will also perform, and I'll be spinning records before and after sets by the bands. From their 2017 EP titled Second Tape, this is Sweet Poison Victim with Medley.
that's all the time we have for tonight. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Kyle Long, and you've been listening to Cultural Manifesto, made possible in part by the Indianapolis Foundation, celebrating over 100 years of service. Thank you.